We're a few short. And we're off. Here we go. Let's do it. Um, This is a a great episode. We've had a busy week here at One Night in Pinehurst. Um, We are blessed and thrilled to be joined uh, by two guys that know a little bit about soccer, um, American football, a heck of a lot more than Maddie and I can claim to know. So we got them. We got Alexi. We got Kobe. We got who they wanted us to get. <laughs> we signed them up. Well, we've got Jesse Tyrell. We've got Chris Hoover. And I promise to mispronounce. Who are those guys? I don't know those names. <laughs> I promise to mispronounce more names of professional athletes in the next 30 to 45 minutes. That is sort of your thing though. You're good. You've done it. You pulled it a few times during the, the million maker shows too. So I think that's just, it's just wired into you. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Uh, this, this is going to, uh, it's endearing. It's charming. I'm, I'm going to get the over on this. So anyway, um, <laughs> did you set the over under yourself? Yeah. Um, whatever it is, it's unbelievable. It's over, so, uh, is that say, is that sanctioned? I don't think so. I mean, Rick's going to have to clear that. You can, you know, how long that could take. It's in his hands now. So, Chris, Jesse, thanks for joining. Maddie, thoughts on overall on World Cup? I'm, I'm excited to be talking about something other than football. We focus on American football, uh, and and we don't necessarily. We gave a little bit of space to the NBA. We're going to dive more into that over the the regular season, but. Um, thoughts about the World Cup? Big event happens once every four years. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm excited about the World Cup. I'm coming into it with fresh eyes, which is I generally do. Maybe not, maybe half by choice, half by just circumstance. So I'm excited to learn today because learning is an important thing to do. Um, I don't know anything about the World Cup. I looked before this for the first time at what the odds were saying. I ended up on Silver's website. Because I figure that's going to be a bunch of data aggregated that's going to tell me something that points me in the general direction. But that's the most research I've done. So I'm excited to learn from these two. These guys are, uh, they're like my Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. That's how I view Ooh, who's who? Uh, yeah. You guys can pick that out. That's your call. But that's how I view you guys. That's, that's, uh, that's where you slot in. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Which one uh, put his balls on the drum set? <laughs> Johnny C. <laughs> Because I'm that, I'm him. Yeah, he dominated you. Yep, he dominated you. All right, well, that's part of the dynamic. And that's why we love it. I'll take it. So what what excites yeah, you, will. you, Chris, about like the World Cup? How long have you been following soccer? Like, is this something you do it, like across the board for regular season, MLS, all the Euro leagues? Or is it specifically World Cup related? Like what what's gotten you into it? I uh, fell in love with soccer in 2009. I went to England and watched the UEFA Champions League final at a bar in London. And it was like the most ex- amazing experience ever. Ever, I bought FIFA when I came back from England and I played it ever since. And like FIFA has driven my love of soccer to another level. It's helped me understand the players, the clubs, the tournaments. And I followed it ever since then. Uh, my supporting team is Liverpool, so I mm. primarily watch the English Premier League. He never walks Champions League. I never do. And uh, the World Cup is my favorite tournament outside of March Madness. Who was the beginning of your love affair with soccer? Did it coincide with your love affair for pubs? <laughs> yes, because you watch soccer in a pub. Huh. That's what it's, I asked. It, it, it's a must. Jesse, is your is your uh origin story similar is it is those two things linked or were they did they come in your life at different times well i always played soccer growing up um and Ooh. when i was in seventh grade, <laughs> thanks <laughs> do you want to see my calves yeah. uh when i was in seventh grade That's i couldn't make the football team yeah. <laughs> i played on a team called arsenal and i didn't mm. understand why we were called arsenal at the time and That's that was all. when we lived in a in a time where you know you had like barely basic cable, so we weren't watching European football or any of that, right? So anyway, when I figured out who they were from our coach and whatnot, like I thought, like, oh, that's cool. There's other teams. There's other. Actually, there's actually a professional league for soccer. This this doesn't exist. <laughs> Imagine that. And then actually, my senior year of high school, maybe it was my junior year. I forget. It was the '96 finals. Um, 
where the LA Galaxy played the DC United in Foxborough. I went to that game. Um, and it was cool to see, like, it was the first ever finals for the MLS. And it was really cool to watch that that level of uh of of the sport um and yeah i don't know so i've just always kind of followed i played in high school i did some intramural stuff in college i wasn't good enough to play in college but i love the sport i coach my kids now still so i always enjoyed it and then just watching it professionally um i never really had a club that i follow like hooves with liverpool i always would cherry pick the americans so when clint dempsey was over there i'd root for fulham when tim howard was playing over there i'd root for everton i just wanted to see americans excel right on brand international sport right and we didn't have a lot of that then now we have a lot of americans playing internationally which is incredible uh which we can talk about in a little bit because i have a very strong opinion about that um is it as strong as dubs's (laughs) opinion of uh the live golf tour I don't even know what that is. There is like such a thing. <laughs> oh no! The right answer. That's the right answer. If you want to curry favor with Dubs, well played. That's Thank how you, you gather much. political capital. Thank you, Thank you very much. I yeah. want to do like a little bit of like high level. What basic fans like who might tune into a few games should know about what to expect from the tournament. Like who are the favorites? Who are the players to watch? Like can America compete, etc. Um, and before I get into that, like I know there was some controversy, and I don't know if you guys are are that passionate about like the controversy with why it's in Qatar and what's been going on. And usually this is a summer event. It, and correct me if I'm wrong there, because the last time I remember watching was when Germany was like a powerhouse. My wife is from Germany and America was barely in it or might have been in like the the qualifying rounds. It was probably 2014. And um, you know, so I was passionate about them, but I'm like, why is this in the winter? And I heard there was like a ton of political issues with having it in Qatar. So, um, Got that. but they're not, they're not normally show, in the, the winter, way. right? They're normally in the summertime, right? The world cup. Yeah. Well, this, this is the first ever world cup played outside is of it, the is this US because summer COVID jammed everything up or is it specific no, Qatar type things? It's the uh, heat. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So, oh no, let's let's go back to the beginning. It's Seth Blatter and FIFA being the most corrupt agency on the planet. Like that the is NCAA, what it is. The NCAA right? I mean, would have a gripe there. I mean, yeah, this that's, is that's, this is why. Yeah, that's how Qatar, 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 however you want. Qatar, to sorry, First either one. pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. over. Well, oh, you're with a place name too. Proud of you. I've heard I've heard Qatar and I've had I've heard Qatar. So whatever you want to call it, the reason why it's there is because it's your show, Gibby. FIFA's a you know at the end of the day a bunch of crooks doesn't yeah, stop yeah. me from watching the People sport because I them. love it yeah um, but yeah so to Hoove's point it is the first ever World Cup that's being played in the winter and it's doing so strictly because of the heat you can't do it in the summer there it's just not possible in fact they've built stadiums with air can they've only have they only have eight stadiums over there seven of them have been built specifically for the tournament and they've built air conditioning into the stadiums is that where all the liquidity in the world went to that to building those monster structures that were air conditioned i need rick, we need we need a we need to dial rick in live right now i mean this was a, a multi-billion dollar process however one of the controversies and one of the, one of the reasons people are boycotting the world cup in general <laughs> is uh qatar brought o- brought over a bunch of migrants to build these stadiums Six thousand five hundred of them apparently passed away that was as of reconstruction. Tough. Yeah, tough that, that was that was as of like a year ago. Sixty five hundred yeah. people. Yeah, sixty five hundred people died. So most people are boycotting. The other reason, to Jesse's point, is money. Um, the only reason it's in Qatar is because of money. Mm-hmm. Most people who follow FIFA and follow soccer understand this, and they're okay with it. Uh, other people don't, and they boycott it. We all have choices to make. Mm-hmm. I agree. Are there are there big time players that are boycotting that like these are two of the top ten? It would be like if five years ago KD and yeah Braun like for the basketball fan out there. Is there a comparison there that there are guys that are are boycotting? No, no, no. They this play is, every four years. It's it's different yeah. than every year. I think if it was every year, maybe there's some flexibility with players to to prove a point. Most of these players play in the World Cup twice, three times in their whole life. So it's not something that they want to miss. Yeah, that's true. 
overall skill wise, top of your head, you don't have to get granular with this. Who are the best top, who are the top like five guys, who are the top five names to know from any country? Uh, I'll go first. The, one of the interesting things about this World Cup, in my opinion, is this is the World Cup for like the older players. This is the last generation of a lot of these older guys that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. And Mbappe is the best player in the tournament. He plays for mm-hmm. um, France. He's 23 years old. Otherwise, Benz- Benzema, 34. Kevin De Bruyne, 31. Messi's last tournament. And um, Luka Modric last tournament as well. All those guys are over 34 years old. So And, Rona- and Ronaldo, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, he he's kind of fallen out of favor. But yeah, Did he get kicked off the team but, the other day or something? Not this team, but like his team, his club? <laughs> he's never really had a, a strong footing at, at Man U. Ever since he's went back. He's just older. He's not as good. So they don't play him as much. So, he sucks. And Messi's better. So Always has been. Mm-hmm. Wow. Buried him. <laughs> You're either retired. like Team Ronaldo's Messi or Team Ronaldo. That's it. Wait, did, did, who, did you and I just agree on something? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the high five part of the show. Of the I'm movie. signing off. Yeah, if I had... On. You're star- if I, we got you on Starlink. You're fine. We're going to keep you locked in. Uh, <laughs> if there was a few guys that I would say are worth watching and fun to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Harry Kane, he's awesome. He'll be fun to watch. Where, where does he live? England. He plays where does he live? (laughs) (laughs) What's his address now? We're going to get better. Yeah. What's his Twitter? We're going to get him on the show. What do we know about Harry? He's the captain of the three lions, man. Now, if we were talking Harry Styles, maybe you guys would know. That's a little bit different. Um, That's obvious. Harry Kane sounds like it could be German or England. Yeah, no, it's fair. No, so you'll see the U.S. play him because uh, the U.S. is in the same that's, group as England, so. and that's on Friday, right? Like, yeah, that's Friday, a Friday after yeah. Thanksgiving. That's going to be, a, and I saw like two p.m. Get the kids, get everyone off, do your Black Friday shopping, like sit down, have a pint, and watch the World Cup. I think that's yeah. going to be super high ratings and and a fun watch um, for for all sports fans, whether. Your, you know, soccer fan, World Cup fan, et cetera. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, my local uh, brewery is actually having a uh, World Cup watch party. So every game is going to be played on the big screen with the volume on every USA game, I should say. And then we'll have, or sorry, they, the the, the local brewery will also you. have uh, your brewery. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be a good time. So we'll be there watching the game. So I like uh, that. I like that a lot. If you're in the area, stop by Sterling Street Brewery. Um, mm-hmm. They'll be, you know, playing playing all the games and uh, piping in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I think the agreement was the TVs would be on mute, and we would just play all of our episodes on a loop <laughs> until the, they locked the doors and people had to drink. They'd empty the place out. It'd be the best day in history. Another guy that I'm looking forward yep. to watching play is uh, Bale, Gareth Bale from Wales. Mm. Um, just because I've always enjoyed him as a player. And Wales, I, I, don't, I think this is the first time they've made the World Cup in like 60 years or something. Um, and he's, wow. it's all on him. So I'm a, fan of, I'm a fan of watching him, even though he's a bit older. To segue, uh, the U.S. is playing it. And uh, obviously you play in tables. So you play mm-hmm. three other teams. You advance. Yep. Round uh, Robin. And England's going to make the next round. That's kind of a given. So that Black Friday match, although interesting, uh, it's unlikely U.S. will win. Fingers crossed that they do win. You the know bigger, what? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, there it Go goes. Ahead. Just Go the the bigger match and the match that will really be decisive because Iran is the punching bag in the table is the Wales match on Monday at two p.m. Uh, whoever wins that match is going to likely move on to the next round. So if you're a U.S. fan, you have to root for U.S. that time. And, and that's Monday. Monday at 2. Monday. They play Wales. Okay. The, the last two times the U.S. has played England mm-hmm. in a meaningful international tournament. 1950, the U.S. won. Whoa. And <laughs> Whoa. 2010. You on any team then? 2010. <laughs> I think Pele was on that. And Pele. the U.S. tied... One to one. Okay. So let's not rule this out so hastily, my friend Juvie. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things about that particular match that are going to be the exact same in this match. So he's not 
technically wrong or right, which is a brilliant <laughs> spot to be. Unfortunately, only the countries are the same because the U.S. team is incredibly <laughs> young, while the England team is one of the better teams in the whole tournament. Yeah, I think England is like third or fourth favorite to win it all. Um, yeah, yeah, they're the third favorite. I was looking at like, it looks like England, Brazil, Spain, Germany, Argentina, Portugal, yeah. France. So, it's the same teams. It's the same countries every year. Is Is there like an absolute favorite like why why is one team i know there's talent right but like is there a reason why one of these teams stands out as either like yes they're the favorite they're you know the 2002 lakers like they're not going to lose through their group matchups or through the the playoffs and i'm sorry to keep bringing this back to basketball but it's the best way i understand like <laughs> <laughs> and uh and are there some like dark horses that might be able to yes. sneak in and that for people that might like to spend a couple bucks on a, on a specific site um, that might be able to, to make some things happen. You guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me. So both of you to give his point, you nailed it. Give me exactly what I was thinking. I just pulled it up. We need a couple dark horses from you guys. So stay out of the top 10. Because it's usually anybody in that top 10 or so has a shot, right? Or am I too far? Is it usually like eight teams that have a shot, six? What's the number? So, yeah, I would say the top eight teams definitely have a shot. However, you're looking right now at the chart showing Brazil, Spain, France, Argentina. Um, this is on 538 site. This is showing the favorites to win per 538. This is not the Vegas odds in my for, if my understanding. Um, right. My best bet is Spain who's not the favor. They're not even top uh, three or four. They're plus 800 to win. Ooh. Yeah, but that's not a dark horse. So if that's, that's your favorite to win, horse. that's great. That's a good favorite. I like that. I'm going to file that away. Can you give us a dark horse from... I'm going to pull up the odds instead. Uh, my dark horse is horse. Croatia. They're plus 5,000. Yep, that one qualifies. That's a good pick. They have uh, uh, Luka Modric, who's 37. This is last year. They also have a really good young defense. Um, They've been in these tournaments, and they've they've been competitive every single year. Okay, I like that. Bell, who's your um, favorite, and then who's your dark horse? Yeah, so this is a tough one because – so my favorite is, ironically, after everything that we just said, I never like to take Brazil. Brazil's always the favorite. I feel Mm -hmm. like – not always, but the majority of the time, Brazil's always the favorite. They disappoint a lot. Um, I actually do believe that as much as we were just talking about the USA group, I do think that England has a real legit shot at winning this thing this year. Um, they're a solid team front to back. They have good captains, good leaders. Um, so I, I actually think, and I think they're, like I said, third or fourth maybe or whatever. So you get a little bit odds, but if I had to pick a dark horse, I actually like, um, and now, you know, gun to my head, do they win? Probably not. But if I were to put money on a team that I think could make a run that has has less odds of doing so, I like Senegal. Uh, they're the okay. top African team. Um, they just I, lost. I Samuel. like them. They just lost Mane. When? Yesterday. Oh no! Yeah. Would you Sorry. like? Uh, we can cut that Change out. The boat. Change the boat. Cut that out, and you can do it again. We're out. We're out of Senegal. Okay, that's just like hey, that. Hey, hey, that's good. You stayed just like that. We're out. Mm-hmm. You got some new information. You acted on. That's it. a huge Smart. loss. What happened? I didn't even see. It. I mean, obviously, I didn't see it. What happened? I think he pulled his hamstring, so he's oh, out. Yeah. He's he's one of the top ten players in the tournament. Just Ugh. like that. Alligator got him. So mm-hmm. now you need a new dark horse. Mm. You have a backup in that zone. Uh, they were in the zone of. Of Poland, U.S., Mexico, Switzerland. Um, it's okay. To I be mean, I, Switzerland just does a lot of draws, probably, right? I like Jude's pick of Croatia. I think that's good. But I'll I'll, uh, I'll transition to Poland just because of Lewandowski. I'm a big Lewandowski fan. Okay. All right. We're going to track those. We're going to keep an eye on it. So what are what are the expectations for the U.S. this year? Like, I know they didn't make the world cup like they didn't qualify um what was it 2018 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the the expectations for this year? Like, it seems like they gotten a l- little bit younger. Who are some of the the younger guys or veterans? We all know the you know Alexi Lawlesses back from 1994, etc. Um, Lynn Donovan, but um, who are who are some of the guys that like we should keep an eye on that I won't be able to pronounce their names? Mm-hmm. Who's your guy? Who's okay? So there's pick one. You can only pick one. I have I have three guys I want you to watch. Yeah, okay, so, so just do one. Yeah, do one of them. Right, like we said, pick one. Yeah, okay. the number the number we agreed to was one. So right, just I'll, one. I'll grab three. Yeah, no, um, that's good. Please, <laughs> I'm on whose side? So, oh real God, quick like to this. set up the U.S. and I'll just be quick. They've invested a ton of money into their academy, so this is the reason why this is the youngest uh, club that they've had compete. They have a lot of young guys that are on these. Inter- uh, European clubs that are really, really good. The guy that I'm watching is Younes Mesa. He's 19 years old. He's from Valencia. He's a midfielder, and he's one of their best players. How is he from Valencia and playing in the U.S.? So he plays on the club. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I'm not I, good for him. Remember what Jesse said at the beginning about how corrupt – FIFA yeah. is. This is where it all starts. To, we're peeling the onion back just a little, little bit for you, Gibby. You're gonna. So to make it. it more confusing, he had the option to play for some country in Africa. I apologize, uh, Spain or the U.S., and he picked the U.S. Yeah. But so he, don't worry about anything in between uh, where he was born and the team yeah. he ended up playing for. It's okay. He worked it out. Is the, the club answer. team Gibby. he plays for is a team in called Valencia. They're in Spain. Yeah, so. So you can't get a kid from like <laughs> Northbrook, Ohio, <laughs> Illinois to play on the U.S. team. Um, you can. You can. Okay. He's not our, he he okay. wouldn't. He wouldn't. You could, but he wouldn't. No. Okay. I, I mean, then our odds, the U.S. odds are probably at like plus 50,000. We're down with Saudi Arabia and Costa Rica. No, they're plus ten thousand. They're plus ten. No, no. I'm saying if if we if we didn't get these Valencia guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Come on. Listen. All listen. Go first ahead. and foremost, listen. the average age, the average age of the U.S. team to Hoops Point. They're young. They're 24 years old. Okay, they're a young team. But this was by design, and for everyone that wanted to just get rid of Jurgen Klinsmann a number of years ago. His whole philosophy for building out the U.S. soccer program was it needed to start at the bottom. You need to start with these young academies, get these kids learning to play soccer the right way. And sure, we ran Klinsman out because they didn't qualify for the World Cup in 2018. And there's a whole bunch of other issues and problems or whatever. But four years later, and Klinsman made it very clear, it was going to take two full cycles for the U.S. to get to where they needed to be to be competitive in international play. And to his point, we now have the most players that have ever played internationally playing at these clubs in in Europe and Germany and Spain and Italy. And all of these young kids are now contributing and they're making things happen. So his plan that he set in motion has come to fruition. And whether people want to accept that and admit it and own it or whatnot, that's up to you. But it's a fact. Okay, it's a fact. So with that being said. The main guy that you're going to want to watch for the U.S., for people that maybe aren't as into soccer as other people, is clearly Pulisic, Kristen Pulisic. Yeah, he, yeah. He's he from Hershey, over, Pennsylvania, by the way. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he plays over in Chelsea. This is his first World Cup. He was part of the, the attempted qualifying team back in 2018. And after they did not qualify, he really took it upon himself to say, hey, like, I recognize I'm the future of the American soccer team. I'm going to own my part in this and this won't ever happen again. And he's a hell of a player, man. And he's going to be fun to watch in this world cup. So he's the guy that you really want to keep a close eye on. I'm a big fan of Tyler Adams as well. Uh, He's a midfielder. He plays over at Leeds United. um, And he just, he played, I'm pretty sure he played pretty much all of their qualifying games. He's a, he plays deep in the midfield um, he's going to have to cover a lot of space, but he's a fun guy to watch. And, and I think that he's key to, uh, to what the U S can do and, and how far they can go. Um, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I hope they can go a little further than this website. I'm, this is the, the UI in here is tough. I mean, that's not I'll, a good start for us guys. We're trying to win a world cup and I can't even get to the roster. Like that's, I want to give you two other names because Pulisic is 
like the the trophy of the U.S. team. He's the one yeah. everybody knows. He has been for the last like four years, right? Like he, he has been. He's been built up. Um, Weston McKinney from he, he's twenty four as well. He plays for Juventus. If he can play in this World Cup, that's going to be awesome. He's in the midfield as well. He has a quad issue he's dealing with, so we'll have to see if he's available. And then Brendan Anderson, a uh, forward from Leeds United as well is another guy that people are going to want to watch. Okay. That's helpful. And I didn't want to seem like a nationalist, not, not accepting um, folks oh in boy. the country here. Um, <laughs> I just was confused, like, you no, know, we won't do Olympic politics. rules, right? Like, that's what I was kind of going on. So I didn't know it was a little bit different here. So, <laughs> um, so apologies to the listeners. Uh, I accept all, uh, you know. You really rust it. Everyone, everyone in in here, um, into the the country, um, and supporting our U.S. national team. Who are um, like goalkeepers? Like, are there any aces out there that like you're not going to get anything by them? Um, because that, at least in hockey, and and I've seen it in in previous World Cups, like guys catch fire, and it's you know. It, it becomes a challenge to to beat a team if you can't score more than a goal a game. Um, are there any goalkeepers that like are are complete, you know, brick walls out there? I, I love how you're attributing so- hockey to soccer and basketball. And, too, by the and way, basketball. <laughs> uh, Courtois is the is the best. He plays for Belgium. Okay. Tibolt, Tibolt, Courtois, Courtois. <laughs> Yeah, he's the best, and uh, Belgium has has a good team as well. They have a couple of elite guys. They're kind of top heavy. Their two best players, Courtois and De Bruyne, are some of the some of the top fifteen players in the world. But other than that, they're kind of weak. So they're plus sixteen hundred if you wanted to take them. Interesting. Okay, Bel- so that's, that's Bel- an upside pick. Belgians are always fun to root for. They're fun to root for. They have a fun time. Polani, remember him. They got mm-hmm. all, they got all the Vanders, right? No, that's no, that's, that's Netherlands. Netherlands. That's the, that's that's the Dutch. The, the Dutch. Yeah, the Dutch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think one guy that is I don't I mean, I think he's a good he's a good goalie. He's won the Golden Glove a couple times with Liverpool. Uh you know him, right? Oh yeah. Allison. Allison. I yeah. mean he plays he plays for Brazil and Brazil's a favorite. So I could see him just standing his ground and and carrying that team uh on the back end as well. Could anything um, can anything stop either one of you from missing the 2026 World Cup in any of these cities? Death. I'll be there. Yeah, I mean, if I'm dead, I'm not going. Oh, yeah, that's, right. that's the only thing that can take you down, the Reaper. That's it. So are you going to go? Are you going to make it easy on yourself and go to the one in your city, or are you going to travel to one because you also happen to like that city? I heard Kansas City was fun. Kansas City is a great place to watch a game. <laughs> Columbus. Columbus is a great place to watch a game. Great place to watch a game. Um, I'll definitely get to New York for a game because they're building a new stadium. Just, and uh, uh, I think I saw Queens. Yeah. I mean, that that that's worth going to. They're going to have a game, obviously, in Foxborough. Foxborough is a yep. real crap stadium for soccer. But Bobby um, gets his games, though. He gets in there. He, he wets the beat quite a bit when it comes to international soccer. It's honestly the biggest miss that the crafts have had is not figuring out a way to build a soccer stadium in Boston. It's such a huge miss. And obviously they have their whole thing going on down there with Patriot place and they do great clearly, but man, that place, when you try to go watch a, a revs game, it's just it's tough. It's not fair to the players. It's not fair to the fans. They got to build something downtown. They got to build something downtown. Yeah, I don't know why that's taking so long. We got to get that taken care of. That's another thing for Rick. We'll put it on his list. <laughs> Rick, Rick, has, Rick, I'm giving you a lot of homework this week, bud. Apologies. Um, You're the guy, though. Are there so? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of. You want me to ask the questions? Yeah. yeah why don't you ask Gib? Yeah, let's ask. How about you, you ask, ask a question? me the question? <laughs> Hit him with one. Hoops and I can just ask each other yeah. questions if you want. <laughs> yeah, you guys Whatever. take over. Yeah, the combination uh, is irrelevant. Yeah. Hoops, what do you think is a respectable finish for the US in this tournament? 
Oh yeah, we never answered that. Um, a respectable finish would be getting out of the group stage, losing in the knockout rounds in, in round one. Yeah, so um, round I of think, sixteen. Yeah, I think honestly, if they can beat Wales on Monday, then that would be a huge win for them. I think it's a fifty-fifty shot. So getting out of the group stage would be would be a step in the right direction. I mean, I think but, at worst they draw with Wales. At worst, I don't see them uh-huh. losing to Wales. So I say at worst they draw. I truly believe a draw is in the cards against England. Yeah, they, they certainly could lose that game. I don't think right. they'll win that game. Right. I think at I think in best case scenario, you beat Wales, you draw with England, you beat Iran. Though that's best case scenario. That I get you in. That's, that's a good middle. That's a good middle. That's nice like middle. I don't think you can beat England. I don't. You know, maybe, but I don't think you can. So if you draw, go draw, win, win, draw, win. If you go draw, yeah. draw, win. I mean, Iran's probably going to go zero and three, maybe zero two and one. Yikes. England's probably going to go three and zero or two zero and one. And then, yeah, you are right, Hoops. It's what happens between the U.S. and Wales. That's a big game. It's a huge game. It's going to. But I think the, the U.S. Table. wins it. I think they win it. If Two they questions. draw or win, that they have the opportunity to advance. If they lose, yeah. then they're they're toast. Two questions. No, they're what not toast. Works are these? They're not toast. Hey. They're not toast because if they lose, then they're going to beat England, obviously. Sure. Oh, geez. We're going to win. They're going to win. We're going to be on 4chan in like Fox. two minutes. Fox. Fox and then um, is Joe Buck involved or is Jim Nance involved at all for my, oh. my co host? <laughs> Please. No. Fox bought Joe Buck. That's too bad. You're not going to get him that way. All right. We'll find Good another drinks. angle. We'll find it. I'll be watching Monday. Um, He's in. I'm, I'm all in. He's um, to be an American. One of the things I wanted to get to was right, like so. Last World Cup, U.S. was not involved. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love about it is like the the national pride that people have in their heritage mm-hmm. that comes out at the World Cup. Like my wife was born in Germany. I found in two thousand, and I mentioned already. I found I found in two thousand fourteen. I'm rooting for Germany. Like, and they were a blast to root for. They were scoring like six goals a game in you know, uh, semifinals, et cetera. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was three goals, but it felt like a lot. Um, but like, is there a backup team? Do you go based on like your family lineage? Like, does that play a part in the world cup for you guys? Jesse. So I'm us 100%. We can see to the core. Hoover's German. Um, I am very, anti-Italy because I think they are um, the worst floppers on the effing planet and watching Italian soccer drives we, me absolutely crazy. We knew you would take a shot at Gibby and Marcus at some point. <laughs> You're gonna be, I, I knew this was going to correlate. knew it. Long con. So knowing that they missed their second straight World Cup and they won't be in it again until 2026. Maybe if they can even qualify, because it's so pathetic what the Italians have done in qualifying for the World Cup. And I speak this only because my father-in-law and wife just go crazy over them. And it's so fun watching them suffer. Um, <laughs> hey, Papa. So Papa, scooters. You know, but with all that being said, I actually do have a real soft spot for the German team. I've oh, always, I've always off. liked, listen, I've always liked watching the German team. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of what they do. I'm a fan of how they play. I'm a fan of their coach picking their nose on the sideline. Yeah, um, they crank the heat up. So um, yeah, that's where I go. I don't have any lineage to them. I, I love that you're, you're trolling your, uh, your wife. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel more connected to you after years of Yeah, is this going to be your first World Cup with uh, with the tarbells and, and extended tarbells? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's fantastic stuff. You're going to be in for it. Wait till the stories you get; they're going to be incredible. I I can't wait. I just wish Italy was involved. <laughs> Might be. Might be. Who? Who's? Uh, what's your answer here? So I'm a not a good U.S. citizen. I I, I don't really root for u.s olympics u.s teams i'm not super interested in their progress for some reason um i usually i root for a team that i think i enjoy watching and i enjoy watching the dutch uh 
one of the things that I think is so interesting to me about the World Cup is these national teams all have a specific strategy of a way to win. And the Dutch is attack, attack, attack. They play three men in the back and they have a bunch of forwards and midfielders who just, their objective is just to shoot the, shoot the ball in the goal, get as many goals as they can. Um, Spain has the possession. They will pass it thousand times and then shoot it like three times and score three goals. So the Dutch is just a fun team to watch. Uh, so I root for them. Is, Who's is your favorite? If for our friends that might like to put $20 down on the game <laughs> over under wow, uh, Jackson, is there an advantage with Dutch? Are they scoring more goals than other teams out there? Like just because of their approach and hammer the goals? over. Wow. They don't play defense and they just try to outscore you. Love that. Mm -hmm. What a great way to play. It's all upside. You're going for it. That's fantastic. I think I'm a fan now too. What do you do? You switch every World Cup? What's the statute of limitations on your fandom? No way. This this is how they've played for years. This is their attacking style. This is their mentality. Germany, to Jesse's point, is tactical. They love set plays, they love corners. They score majority of their goals with these set plays and corners. So they're they're a tactical team who trains a ton and delivers. England's kind of a mess. Argentina's has some stars, and then Brazil is just fast. There's yeah, nothing stylistically they appeal to you guys. That makes sense. There's nothing better than watching a tactical goal. There's it's not great. versus watching the Netherlands just run out there like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off, trying to figure out who's where and maybe put something in the back of the net. Play absolutely no defense. It's brutal. Wow. I love it. They, they're going to so, shoot a thousand shots. Are they in the same table two. to start by any chance? No. No, let me see. Who who Germany and Germany uh, and uh the D- the Dutch. Could they meet up at any point where we could like stoke the flames and get you two fired up and, and maybe some side action? <laughs> well, I think what gets me fired up is that who's like has no interest in rooting for his home country. I know that's like, baked what, what into we, the what are we that's baked into the enjoyment. It doesn't like it's like there's a rivalry times two. What are we doing? No, uh the Netherlands are actually so I got a question for you, Hooves. Mm-hmm. Um Gibby, is this okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. Feel free. <laughs> uh who's who's your group of death yeah who's the group of death no, who's, who's yours because this is actually one year where you could probably make a case for three two to three probably three groups yeah good question do you want to describe what that is or is, do people you think people understand? yeah yeah you, you don't mind or or jesse um, yeah sure what what the group of death means for uh your idiot uh co-host so yeah so when in the world cup they draw the world cup um typically the standard world cup takes place in june and starts in june and they draw the um the team group groupings in december and it's a pretty fun event to watch because you know you go up you draw team names you figure out what groups you're in who you're playing and whatever and from that is typically established one power group like what group has three-ish really strong teams and maybe a fourth that's mediocre or two really powerful teams and a third that's pretty strong. Uh, And that becomes a group of death because there's only four teams in each group and two make it out. Uh, So if you have three great teams in a group, one of them's not going anywhere. And then it's crazy because then you got to wait four years, right? For that team to have another shot. And And you're only playing three games in the, in the opening round. So you're playing three games and if you lose, you're done for four years. So, uh, so the group of death equates to what is the toughest group to get out of? And unfortunately for the U S they've been part of the group of death two out of their last three appearances in the world cup, making it out once. The way you phrased the question to who leads me to believe that there is no consensus out there on what the group of death is. So what is your group of death? And then Bell's going to give us his. Well, one of the more interesting things real quick about the group of death is the U.S., when they made it out, it was like one of the bit, like the hardest groups to get out of. They played Germany, they played Portugal, and they somehow made it past, which was like unbelievable. Uh, so my draw, draw, death, win. Draw, draw, win. <laughs> yeah, just just keep drawing and you'll be Judge fine. Banks. 
the, I don't really but, see a, a clear group of death this year. The one I would suspect would probably be Group C: Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and then Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia being the last of the four. They're terrible. Yeah, uh, Poland's a good team. Uh, they, they have Lewandowski, who's one of the top five players in the world right now. Argentina, we talked about them. Mexico is always consistently good on par with usually the U.S. So that's a that's a difficult group. I agree. Um, I think that's a that's a good choice. I originally, until you revealed to me um, earlier tonight, had honestly Group A as the group of death, which was Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Because the Netherlands are good. I think Senegal is good. We're going to see what happens now. Ecuador is sneaky good. They're a good they team. They are sneaky good. They are a sneaky good team. Are they going to win it? No, they're not going to win it. But can they cause problems, especially now for Senegal? Yeah, they definitely could. And Qatar, they're a host country. You just never know what's going to happen with the host country. And Qatar is actually not a bad team. They're 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 not breaking records here, but but they're not terrible. Um, so I originally had Group A as my group of death. Um, I think Group C is a good choice. I could also see Group E maybe being there with Spain, Germany, Costa Rica always puts up a fight, Japan. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm not. Japan's too, you know, always Japan pesky. Do, I feel but, like they're always in the mix. Um. So yeah. So, I mean, okay. It'll be. There's definitely not a consensus though this year, which is interesting. I so like that. Costa Rica is a, a fun team. Um. To your point, Gibby, they they play. They have a really good <laughs> goalkeeper, Navis, and they just play defense the entire time. So if you score a goal on them, that's a great thing. That if speaks to Gibby right draw, now. He feels that. That's like it. They never win. They just draw, draw, yeah. draw. And yeah. that's how they survive. So they're they're a hard out. They're not like, it's not a gimme for them. So Spain and Germany, challenging to play Costa Rica for sure. So I have, I have three more questions. One is if you could have any other athlete professional athlete give up like NFL NBA and join the U S national team. Who do you think would be the best athlete to play? My answer has always been, um, and he might be aging out a little bit was Rajon Rondo, like just the court vision, the, you know, speed and seemed like endurance. I was like him, get him on a soccer field. And let him go. If we had him on the U.S. national team, there's no way we're not qualifying in 2018. So, <laughs> are there are there guys that that you think would like translate perfectly that you watch in other sports to soccer? I've always okay. thought it would be cool to see how effective the fastest person in the world would be at soccer. Soccer is so much about space speed timing so usain bolt has always been interesting to me however he actually tried this and it was not successful he probably had no hand-eye coordination he was not very good he was super quick but he couldn't control the ball so your answer is lebron (laughs) no my answer was usain bolt um I'll, i'll pivot after jesse's answer i suppose didn't you didn't you say american athlete gibby well, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. We're wow. he's from Jamaica, so you know. Just, I was thinking, who do we want on the U.S. national team, or I or mean, to like foster their growth as a as a soccer player? I haven't really thought about this too much, but off the top of my head, I would take the athlete who not only can play golf and crush it, but is also probably the best yeah. NBA player in the league. Steph Curry. I mean, yeah. that guy is so good at everything he does. He's good at everything, and he's yeah. small yeah. and he's quick. He's got hand-eye coordination. He's got confidence. I feel like if you put that guy in a soccer uniform and get him up and running, he could probably do something. My my next answer, uh, going to a U.S. citizen, the U.S. team itself needs help on defense. Let's throw Micah Parsons in. Let's get him <laughs> as, as a center wow. back. He can't Let's hit just, people, though. Sure, you can. You can be tech. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll co sign that. That feels right. We'll get Basachi to coach him up. 
Get him on the line. Get him on the line. Um, sorry. Um, so second to last question, what are like finals? What's the story? I wish it was Jim Nance talking us into the, the final matchup, um, getting us all excited. I'm sure the announcing is going to be great, but like, what's the storyline going to be? What do you guys expect to like be the major storyline as we get down to the final four or final two? Uh, can France repeat is, is the question. Um, they're probably going to make the semis. They won in 2018. They're one of the favorites. They're missing Conte and Pogba, so that's a huge loss for them. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's the team to watch. Mbappe is the best player in the tournament. He's 23. This is kind of his coming out party. Uh, so I would say France is the story to watch when they get to the semis. Nobody wants that. You we don't want it. Nobody wants you, it. You think they hit the semis? I do, yeah. Who they play when they get there, Jess? Uh, I don't know. I have to look at a. I have to look at something to see. What I mean, who's do you know off the top of your head? Who do you? Have no, I'm play? saying like theoretically in a perfect World Cup, who's who's that team for you? Oh, for me, it's Argentina. It's all about what does Messi do? Can Messi win yeah. this? Can Messi win a major? He he can't. His his team is never. They don't win majors when he's on that when he plays. So what can they do? It can they win it? And I think. I think you could very easily see Argentina and Brazil facing off in the semis on one side of it. Um, I'm pretty sure that they line up in a table that makes sense for them to match up. So, you know, beating Brazil is going to be difficult, but can it's for me, it's all about Messi. What happens with Messi at this world cup? And I'm a messy guy. So I'm, I'm pulling for him hard. I want, I want him to, to do something special. The guy yeah, he's last. He's 35. It's probably his last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Last opportunity to win one of these. I, I would love to see that. Who has been yeah. burying these guys? If you're over 30, it's like it's like in football. If you're over six, if you're <laughs> under six feet, you're off the list. You're not making the cut. Over 30, under six feet, forget about it. Moving. Um, so we haven't done this. We've done this with you, Jesse, um, at the Sterling Street Brewery podcast. Everyone check it out. You haven't listened. Uh, Go there now. Go there right now. Deals for them now too to to get them into Maine um, and the we NFL, get them, and the NFL scouting combine. We'll I'm there too. I whoa, hey, I didn't know about Ooh. that. I like that. Nasty. Um, can we bring beer into the the Colts Stadium? And I don't see why not. Pop pop a few tops. Road trip. Uh, Let's get a Winnebago. I'll pop. I have top. a. I have, I know you will. I have a connection with uh, a brewery in Maine that um, my buddy works at that I think we can make something happen, Gibby. So if that's real, I think I, oh, it is. We can make that work. Adam's man of his word. Um, he is. Yeah. So, who you've listened to the podcast, you're on your way back home you've you've done some errands and you're like oh gosh no, you, you're driving home from helping one of your friends move that lives 22 states away and <laughs> literally you know, doing this on this Saturday. is gonna be i i forgot how good this is gonna be because your answer is gonna be surprising i would imagine okay you're on a road trip you're on a road trip and you send audrey in to the store while you're pumping gas and she's got to come out with your two one or two favorite things that exist in a gas station Mm-hmm. Food wise, snack wise, what are you hoping she comes back with? If she doesn't come back with a Red Bull and yes. the fire Cheetos, I'm gonna fucking send her back. <laughs> You're gonna send it. I can attest to the Red Bulls. Were you telling these guys in the green room about all the Red Bulls we used to smash at TripAdvisor? Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull, Red we Bull. We would do Red like Bull. a week's worth of work in a day, and then that was it for the week. It was great. We were just yeah, we had our Red Bull Wednesdays, we just uh-huh. fired up. Yeah, and, and the flaming uh, Cheetos. Check out okay. the rest of the week. Yeah, flaming Cheetos. That's the first it, one for that, I think. If it comes out cold, I send it back. <laughs> I, I send, send it, it back. back. <laughs> if the sauce is in red, I send it back. Oh boy! She goes, <laughs> my daughter. Uh, she goes, "Why are your fingers all red, Dada?" And I was having the Cheetos, and uh, <laughs> they like they like leave. They like the the, the glitter of art art supplies they just leave the mark everywhere uh there's no getting away from it. <laughs> you're, you're like the hamburglar but I'm with like, those nothing. there's nothing that's a good answer it's a unique answer have you guys ever had takis 
Taki, at, taki, at your taki. house for the first time. Those things are just salt bombs. Taki well, saved my hangover. Salt, salt, spice bombs, and uh, oh man, they're aggressive. And they they also leave your your fingers very red or blue, depending on what flavor you're going for. Mm-hmm. If a snack doesn't do that, just it's not a good snack. It needs to leave some trails. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I'm with that. It's a good answer. Wow, that's that's like it's genius. Oh, that's God, genius. you're so you're so offended by my brilliance. Are you are you a prophet? He wasn't expecting you to say anything intelligent tonight. You threw him off. You tweeted all the way to the end. It was like I was over on that. It was like Gibby's mispronouncing. Yes. Yeah. You hit the under <laughs> there, Gibby. I think you only did one. I think I, well, I didn't say any player names. That's why. Hey, hey, you don't have to shoot all the shots. Percentage yeah. doesn't go down. I, you know, my goal is to let our guests do the the heavy lifting here you're a so. distributor like marcus yeah. that's all that's what you're doing <laughs> oh god please marcus god if that guy god if that guy would learn to only distribute then we'd never have an issue with him uh, what a what a you know what it's been bring rondo back this has been civil let's just leave it <laughs> Wait, yeah, this yeah. Has been wonderful. we'll save uh, that for an entire podcast so thank you for informing us Yep. Um, thank you, boys. So thank you, Jesse. This has been fantastic. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to. Uh, I, I knew absolutely nothing about the World Cup other than, hey, there's a big game on Friday after Thanksgiving that I was ready to tune into. I didn't understand the importance of Monday. And now I have an idea of like what to expect from the rest of the field. And so uh, this has been informative both for Maddie and I and for our guests or for our listeners, rather. Um, so really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. And we'll, um, hopefully maybe talk to you three finals. Um, yeah, I think we'll probably need to regroup after we get to the round of 16 and then a pre final four. Perfect. So I love it. Wonderful. Well done, gentlemen. Have Boys, a great evening. You're the best. Let's go. U.S. beat Wales. <laughs> Thank you.